Hi, I'm Kristen Ludlow from NBA Inside Stuff, and you're listening to the Double Clutch Podcast. Hello and welcome to part two of the Double Clutch 2018 NBA Playoff Preview presented by Leaning. I am Matthew Wellington. I'm joined by the man who was actually on the last episode with me. We've got Mike Miller. Oh, hello. It feels like we haven't potted ages. Oh, no. It's almost like we're not <laughs> sitting here on one Thursday evening doing everything in the space of two hours. <laughs> um, so we, apo- we apologize if we flag. Yeah. Um, so hopefully you all enjoyed uh, part one, which is our Eastern Conference preview. We had some uh, interesting differences and some some rather expected um, similarities, I think. Yeah, yeah, that about sums it up. Yeah, that oh, about dear. sums up the whole sh- the whole show. You might as well not bothered listening to it. We could have just told you that. Um, you, you, right, you probably ought to tell everyone what's special about this pod, though. Surely, yeah. So, so if if you missed part one and you're at, you're just listening to part two because I don't know, maybe you, you saw the title Western Conference and thought, oh yeah, I want to get to the nitty gritty stuff. Um, this is the second part of a two part playoff preview. The playoff preview is actually a online section of our website which hopefully will be live by the time that you listen to these podcasts and uh, we've basically been working on that over the last two three weeks in the build-up to obviously the playoffs which start on saturday the 14th of april so it's effectively christmas day for nba fans um but due to the way the standings have been recently we've not really been able to get down and and get to previewing show doing a preview show and indeed finalizing written copy um because the standings just weren't set so Kind of now we know where we stand. Um, we will actually be going through the matchups. Um, so we're going to cover one, two, eight, and and talk about the first round of matchups. The guide online will actually be a little bit different. That will just talk about strengths, weaknesses, um, the importance of the playoffs for the that individual franchise, and then we'll highlight a couple of key players and ones that you perhaps didn't know you should be watching. So hopefully that'll be a nice, interesting read for you to have a look at before the playoffs begin on Saturday. Um, you know, throughout the first round. Um, been a lot of hard work, and I think it's safe safe to say that um, hopefully these podcasts will will complement it nicely. Yeah, and and it's a special podcast episode, though, isn't it? It is. It's two hundred and fifty. <laughs> oh no, it's amazing. You yeah. got there in the end. I mean, we don't normally say what episode number it is, but two hundred and fifty. No. We did in the run up to two hundred. Yeah, we, we just... did. Yeah. But yeah, nice work. Good one. Well, I guess it's like 100, 200, 300. Maybe like the midpoint is like, maybe we should start celebrating the midpoints as it becomes increasingly harder. I think, I think 250, 500, 750 is where my mind's going. (laughs) So we're not going to celebrate now for another 250 shows is what you're saying. Yeah, why not? It's only taken six years. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. When was it? 2012. It's only taken six years. Yeah. Oh, but we yeah. have had multiple rotations on show hosts and That's members true. and all kinds of stuff since then. I think I'm the only one who's still here since episode one. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I joined maybe that's, 15. Yeah, 15? maybe that says yeah. more about me. Uh, oh, well. Right. <laughs> anyway, on to the, uh, the, the Western Conference playoffs, uh, playoffs which yes. you know we just, we just can't wait for. I'm a Lakers fan, so I'm a little bit disappointed that um, we, we're not in there. And in fact, the Pacific Division this year is very uh, poorly represented. It's just the Golden State Warriors. Damn them. <laughs> are, are you a little disappointed or, or are you just, you know, accepting of your recent um, futility? I'm I'm accepting. I'm happy for the future. <laughs> I'm enjoying watching, you know, Ingram come in and, and play his debut game after being in the G League for 10 years. I'm... I'm enjoying Who the thought li- your the... best Ingram this year would be 32. <laughs> oh, that's harsh, man. That's, that, that's no, harsh. harsh. We get, that get, off, get off the Brandon Ingram banged <laughs> wagon. No, yeah. 
No, I, I, it's been a funny year for, for the Lakers, but we've had some good moments. We beat the Clippers to end the season, so we can't really complain. And the, the Clippers didn't make the playoffs. So, yeah, there's go. only one, t- one team in LA. <laughs> well, technically there's two, but anyway. Right, on to the number one seeded Houston Rockets, who won an unbelievable 65 games this year. I predicted 60. I'm going to take an applause. Thank you. <laughs> I have no idea how many I predicted. Uh, I, I, I have, I'm sure, I have an audible evidence of the uh, playoff previews where I said I could see them winning 60 wins. Like I just, I thought it was going to work. Um, I thought Daryl Morey had built a team built to defeat the Warriors, and we're gonna, we're gonna see what happens over the course of the next what two months. So, um, yeah, they will play the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, who actually snuck in with 47 wins. They beat the Denver Nuggets last night in an overtime game, which they almost threw away, and then they clawed back and won again and it's their first playoff berth since 2004 which snaps the longest streak without a playoff appearance in well in recent NBA history really yeah it's uh been an interesting season for them they've been up as high as third in fact it wasn't that long ago I remember they, <laughs> it wasn't they <laughs> took over San Antonio for the third spot and Joe corrected us on the pod when we were like the fourth placed. And he's like, no, no, they're third now. <laughs> and then they almost didn't make it, which shows you just how tight three through nine or even ten was. It was only a couple of days ago. Well, I'd say it was last weekend, wasn't it? The Clippers got mathematically eliminated again at the hands of the Nuggets. So Yeah, it's it's, it's been quite unbelievable and it's really been... Uh, quite different. It's 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 been fun. Like the regular season towards the end, especially after the All Star break, usually tails off and you get a little bit bored. I don't think that's been the case this season, especially in the Western Conference. I think you've had, you know, we've we've said over the past few weeks, like Denver have had as many opportunities as they would have wanted to seal their playoff berth, and they they threw it away. And Minnesota got hit with the Jimmy Butler injury at the wrong time, and. Yeah, like you know, for Portland to finish third, I don't think you saw that as being a Blazers fan. I don't think I, 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 I predicted them as eighth. Yeah, I, think, I, I didn't I see the thunder scraping an eighth. I did. I, it's just been. I thought the Jazz were going to lock that third seed up a couple of weeks ago, and they've dropped down to to fifth now. And the Pelicans are in there because Anthony Davis has just been unbelievable. Um, but anyway. Onto this actual series. Um, so the regular season matchup between these two teams, obviously they played four times. The Rockets won all four. Um, so that does not spell good news. The Rockets, the first team in NBA history to finish the season shooting more threes than twos this year, which is mind-boggling. I mean... Insane. <laughs> what more is there we to say about the Houston Rockets? Like, I actually... I've, I've wrote the preview for the site, so like, I've looked at strength and weaknesses. It's, it's difficult trying to find a real weakness with them this year. I think the fact that... Luke and Barmute is going to be out for probably the entire first round of this series. Could could be a difference maker, but I, they've just got so much to, against this Timberwolves team. Like I, I know they probably wouldn't have wanted to face this this Timberwolves team coming in in this fashion, but there's too much here, man. This is one of the greatest offenses in the the history of the NBA. They're ranked second in points per game this season. They shot the lights out from beyond the arc. They've got a crazy high offensive rating, which is just point one. Uh, behind the Warriors and you know that they're they're changing the game they are playing Daryl Morey ball and they've made two players who are traditionally known for isolation basketball work and that gives them 48 minutes of unbelievable high-powered you know high intelligence offense every game and going up against the Timberwolves who you know their biggest strength is their kind of their rebounding and that's about it really I, I can only see this going one way 
Yeah, I agree, and that annoys me because I'd have loved to have put together a decent argument for you because I know from all the pods we've done this year how much you love the Rockets because you you really do. Like you get excited for them, like no one I've noticed. Like I do. I, know, I mean, I, I think Daryl Morey's executive of the year, hands down. It's been a process, like, man. It's been a couple of years of excitement. Yeah, they've got to come up with a different way of process. Though. I think Philly trademarked it. Um, <laughs> but okay, yeah, ignition the, the, sequence. <laughs> yeah. This this Rockets team is absolutely flying. They are they're just unbelievably good. And I I didn't see it at the start of the year. I really worried as to how Chris Paul would fit with this team, especially, and I know we shouldn't judge a team on their first game, but when they, they was at Golden State, they won after they sat Chris Paul in the first, uh, in the final quarter. Yeah. Um. Then they went on a huge tear when Chris did his hamstring, which he tends to do two or three times every year now. Um. It was like he was adjusting to the pace of the Rockets at first, but I yeah. noticed they slowed it down significantly. Exactly. To the point where the last few shows, Joe Holbert has made a point of saying they have been one of the slowest paced teams in the in the league recently. <laughs> yeah, I mean for the whole season they're thirteenth, which is by no means quick. Um, it's also not ridiculously slow. Slow, it's just you know average. No. <laughs> yeah, I can't talk either. But they they are just top top ten on offense and defense. In fact, they're almost top five on both, and. That is scary. It's unbelievably scary the way they've put together just a fantastic roster around James Harden. And it's it, any team in the playoffs this year who has the remotest chance of facing them must be scared because I, I don't know how you can stop a team with this many weapons. I do think if there's one guy you want to stop, the, the soon-to-be anointed MVP then Jimmy Butler's got to be really high up that list. I think Jimmy Butler will be... That That as a matchup will be great. Absolutely fantastic. And it will be interesting to test the theory of, of Harden disappearing in, in the playoffs as we've seen in seasons before. It has to go through Houston. They they, they have to win this series. It, it's great experience for Towns and for Wiggins. And it's great for the city of Minnesota to be back involved in a postseason. But... I don't give it long. <laughs> Let's put oh, the, it that way. Those games in Minnesota are going to be are going to be buzzing. Like I think they can win a game just because of the the sheer factor in the atmosphere and the the weight of history upon them. I think Carl Anthony Towns has proved this year that he has the ability to just take over a game offensively. Um, if Houston decides to go small ball, I'm not sure why they would, but if they did, then I think that he could really take advantage of that. I think my biggest problem with the Timberwolves at the moment is Jimmy Butler's just working himself back into fitness. He looked okay in the overtime win against Denver the other night in the game against the Lakers before that, but I'm still not sure he's there. And if he's going to be running around for 48 minutes trying to stop James Harden and you know Chris Paul as well at some stage, that's going to take a going to put a huge tear on his body. And Andrew Wiggins this season has been so unreliable. I mean, we 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 mentioned must have been a month or two ago. I think it might have been me and you on a show where we were talking about. He came out and said he wasn't quite as as you know happy with the organization as it was led, made out to be, and there was a little bit of issues there. But you know, Tibbs plays these guys so much, and it's the time of the year where you want to you want your players to have nice you know that they want to be fit and healthy, and they want to not be worn out. And I think they're going to go into a team that you know takes 82% of their field goal attempts either at the rim or beyond the three-point arc, and that's just going to cause you problems because you're constantly running out to stop the perimeter shooters, and then you're constantly running back in to stop the likes of Clint Capella and 
Trevor Ariza from scoring under the under the basket, and they are an absolute nightmare to 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 sort of draw up defensive game plans against because. If Clint Capella plays really well, then they they don't tend to lose games. And I know Clint's out at the moment; he's doubtful for game one. But they've got so much, so many weapons, uh, and they they get the big games from the likes of you know Gerald Green and uh, and Ryan Anderson when they need them. And they've so, they've shown that consistently throughout this season. They've just been so fantastic to watch. And with James Harden at the helm, they 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 are, you know, the, I think I. I'm going to say they're my favorites to win the title right now. Um, that's like controversial. It, it, I don't really think it is. No, I mean, just how well they've, they've been playing <laughs> and the situation that they've been put in and the fact that this team over the last two, three seasons has been pretty much built with analytics to beat the Warriors. And the Warriors are you saying that analytics has some use? Yeah, I'm not Charles Bartley. <laughs> <laughs> um, but their offensive rating is is so high. I guess the biggest worry I have for them is just their bench. And then I write that in the piece. I just don't think their their bench is great. I mean, it's 24th in the league. You compare that to the likes of the Raptors, you've got a top 10 bench. Like, it's going to... They could struggle. But in the playoffs, like we were saying in the Eastern Conference preview, it doesn't necessarily matter because you're going to be playing your, your starters most of the minutes anyway. Yeah, t- totally agree. They're going to... The, the rotation's going to drop significantly for them, so I'm, I'm not too concerned about a lack of bench production, considering that when it does drop, you're still going to have guys coming off the bench like uh, Eric Gordon, who, when he's hot, he's ridiculously hot. He's coming off the bench and averaging 18 points a game. Um, Gerald Green, who's actually weirdly fits this, this team's makeup perfectly, um, and he, Ryan Anderson, who's now moved to the bench, but is still these guys. They don't need to go very deep into this roster, and they've still got no. guys capable of absolutely filling it up. Um, it's what I think is going to be the big difference maker in this series, and I agree with you in that Minnesota should get one. Is I, th- I think that if they want to, they could turn up the pace. The Rockets could, and if they do. I really think that a season of Tibbs making his his main guys just log ridiculous minutes every single game is going to catch up with them. I mean, that's yeah. what Harden's excuse was last year. It'll be interesting to see how these these guys can handle it as well. And you, you mentioned Butler coming back from injury, working himself in, into game shape. He um he didn't he didn't have the most minutes yesterday. Uh, last night rather, I think that was Cat for the for the Timberwolves with forty six and. Butler, you know, came in with a, a mediocre forty-one. So yeah, they're they're bringing him back in gently. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 just uh, it's in it's in. I, I I think it's fantastic. The Wolves are there. I do worry that their long-term success is going to be shackled by guys just being too tired to do anything. This, I mean, Taj Gibson. Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins all played and started in 82 games this year, all 82 of them. And when they're leading, you know, top 10 in, in minutes for the league, a few of those guys, that that's scary. Like, one, one season, fine. But when it becomes season after season, that's when I start to worry. And I know there's nothing to, like, link things together, but we saw what happened to the breakdown of, of Deng after he left uh, Chicago, how he, he went from being effectively an all-star level player to, to being... 
he was still contributed in Miami, but he was never the same player. Derek Rose, obviously, unfortunate injuries, but you, there are arguments to suggest that's linked to. But anyway, I'm getting off the point. Um, <laughs> I, I I just think that if 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 the Rockets ter- decide to turn on the Jets, see that pun, Minnesota are just yeah they've got they've got no chance. They had a little chance beforehand. They'd have even less of a chance. Are you going sweep then, or are you having Timberwolves? I've, I've, I've gone four-one because I think that the Rockets okay. are going to slip up somewhere. I'd lo- I'm, I'm tempted to go sweep, but I, I think that one game that either the, the they're not going to like the rims in Minnesota. They won't be used to them to start off with, or something like that. Uh, and and Jimmy Butler's going to do a number on James Harden one game. That's 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 their their way to. Of getting it, I think Taj Gibson's going to be the odd, odd man out in this series actually, because I can't see how he can fit on the court with the way that the Rockets play. I just don't, I just can't see him getting out to the spread quick enough and still being effective inside. If that makes sense, yeah, no, that that, that makes sense. So there's just there's just mismatch, mismatches all over the floor, and even with the rotations, yeah. they get the guys coming off the bench are just. The, the 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 wolves only go so deep and Houston kind of get it from almost everybody who comes on. Like, you know, even Joe Johnson's played hardly any minutes this season for them, but he's been impactful when he's come off the bench. And yeah, they they have an embarrassment of riches, I think is the, the way to phrase it. Moving on, the Golden State Warriors, the second seed in the Western Conference, they won fifty eight games this season. They will play the seventh seeded, seventh seeded, I'll say that again, San Antonio Spurs who won 47 games this season, sneaked into the playoffs courtesy of LaMarcus Aldridge, did everything without Kawhi Leonard, beat all the odds yet yet again, but still, this, in my opinion, is the, le- the, the least intimidating team since probably the 90s for the Spurs. Like, this this team does not scare me, even with all the, you know, the injury problems that this Golden State team have got right now. Yeah, I, I agree they're not scary. Um, it's an absolute testament to Pop that this team is in the playoffs. I, I don't think you could go to another team who has one top five ranked player from last season, remove that player, and they'd still be the same. You'd have to, you know, Golden State Warriors, yes, but they have more than one top five ranked player. If you took LeBron off his team, no. Uh, if you took DeRozan out of the, the Raptors, would they be as good? No. And yet somehow... This is still, most of those teams would drop out of the playoffs. This is still a team that's there. To me, though, they just they're just not going to be able to keep pace with. And I say, I don't mean as in the actual physical pace of the game. I mean like they're not they're not going to be able to keep up with the the points with the other teams because they they don't shoot the three. Uh, they're ranked twenty eighth in three pointers made, which in a league where it's all about the three right now, that's not good. They have an over-reliance on the mid-range game, which is not surprising for anyone who's followed LaMarcus Aldridge for any duration of his career. And that's most of their, most of their focus is on that. And I, I just don't think when you've got teams who can, can fill it up from outside that you're going to do any damage, really, if, if you don't play the same game. Yeah, this this Warriors team, even without Steph Curry and you know Patrick McCaw and Andre Iguodala, they're still going to score far too many points for this Spurs roster to, to just catch up with them. And the Warriors are three and one against the, the Spurs this season. Kevin Durant's been playing at an unbelievable level on both ends of the floor. Would it should easily be in the running for defensive player of the year. Um they've got impact from pretty much most of the guys on that roster. Clay Thompson's having another outstanding year. But the Warriors are without a doubt a different team without Steph Curry. Um they certainly don't push the pace as much as they, they, they normally do and they they're less inventive, I think, is the way to phrase it. 
but the Spurs simply just can't score enough points to keep up with with this Golden State team, even though Steph Curry's not going to be on the court. But I guess the weakness for the the Warriors has probably been what we've been looking at all season is the fact that they just don't have there's a lack of focus from them this season, which has resulted in a lot of frustrating losses. Steve Kerr's been quite vocal about it. And this, this, it just doesn't look like the Warriors of old. Like the Warriors of last year and the year before were teams you just wouldn't, you were scared of. Um, I'm not entirely sure teams in the Western Conference, especially this year, are going against the Warriors and are scared of them. Um, I mean, I know the Spurs still don't have Kawhi Leonard, but I still think they'll be like thinking, hang on a minute, we've got a, a really good, you know, home record this season. We've only lost eight games at home. Like we can come in, we'll just protect our court and we'll make this a tough series for them. Yeah, um, I'm going I'm to give a, an odd analogy now. Um, <laughs> I, right now, the Warriors, to me, they, they're let's think of them like a, a big cat. So, for the, and, and I don't mean like Carl Anthony Towns. I mean like a, <laughs> a lion or, or a tiger. Um, extremely dangerous when they're hungry, but they're not hungry. They've, they've had the success. They've had their feed. Yeah. And right now, I just imagine them, you know, just like lying, almost like a cartoon Tom and Jerry style thing. They're lying there like chin on their fist on the floor holding the mouse by its tail as it runs around like Pick you know i else. don't need to do it yet but but the minute they get they they've I, I just think at some point they're going to snap and turn back into these ruthless killers the warriors of old um if you warriors. will and it's just it's, <laughs> I, I i just don't think they'll do it this series which i've got this series going six games and it's not and it should finish sooner than that it should be a sweep yeah if if the Spurs well, Pop will get the Spurs one win, but it, it, I think it'll go four two because I don't think the Warriors are, are going to be engaged enough until the second round, maybe the third round. I, I you know Steph's out probably for the first all of the first round. That's going to be a difference, but I I, I just don't think they're going to be on it yet because they don't need to be. They're still full. They're just toying with the mice. Yeah, the Spurs team's also got a lot of playoff experience. They they should be able to squeak two games out of out of this series against a you know a Steph Curryless. Well, Manu um, and Steph have about thirty team. years between them, don't they? Yeah, which and, and Gasol's been in the league sixteen <laughs> oh, years. God, yeah, pal. Like you oh. know, just, and he's been on long playoff runs and won titles before. Like, I, I there's only so far that Marcus Aldridge can take them. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm actually going to go with you. I'm going to go four-two Warriors. I think the Spurs will take or hold home court for a couple of games, and then yeah, I, I think they'll they'll just Kevin Durant will, will prove that he's the best player in the series. Do Do you think there's going to be much uh, Zaza? Um, <laughs> Zaza going to trip anyone up? <laughs> yeah, uh, is there going to be any uh, shenanigans? Are we going to have gate. fans kicking off with you know burning effigies of Zaza? And... Maybe, maybe if Zaza tries to you know injure Lamarcus Aldridge, then that would be really oh. against against it. But God, I hope imagine watch imagine watching a Spurs team without Lamarcus Aldridge. Wow, fun! I'm, I'm I'm all about the Rudy Gay bandwagon, mate. Uh, he's pop pop can get people to play. Eleven Fine. years, you eleven years, Yukon. This is his moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Right, uh, the third seeded Portland Trailblazers. Your Portland Trailblazers. Um, they won forty nine games this season. They will play the New Orleans Pelicans, who won forty eight games this season. That's how big the difference is between third and sixth. One freaking game. Um, they, they've tied uh, the series at two games apiece this season. This is the dynamic backcourt versus the one man army that is Anthony Davis. Um, 
he's just been unbelievable this season. I mean, I'm going to let you you talk because you're a Blazers fan, so you, you I'm I'm sure you will get wax lyrical on them at some point. On the Blazers, yeah, so yeah. Well, yeah, they. Although you're not, the, you're not the, the most diehard of Blazer homers. <laughs> I, I, I refuse to be a homer. Full stop. Because <laughs> I, I just think it just blurs your your vision. Come on, I understand people getting behind their team and wanting them to win, but there's a difference between that and then just insanely believing your team is significantly better than it is. Like this team has got the third seed. That's great, but is the third seed when it's like. How many games behind the Warriors was it in the end? Was it uh, nine games back and only one game ahead of the sixth seed? How how impressive <laughs> is the third seed? You get my picture. Maybe, yeah. maybe I've just got a bleak outlook on life. <laughs> every little bit of hope, I'm just like, no, no. It doesn't lower count. the mood for the podcast. Anyway. <laughs> but they, they have in a phenomenal backcourt. I've already said many times that I don't trust them, though, because of their size to get, you know, to, to, to be successful when it comes to playing teams like the Warriors where you've got guys like Clay Thompson who is not only an elite defensive player but also has at least six inches on uh, Lillard or, or you know McCollum he's just so much bigger and, and as great as those two are it's it you can't beat height sometimes um, that said both of those guys are just absolute wizards when it comes to creating shots. I can't believe some of the things CJ takes and makes. He is just an incredible player who's really emerged as as a guy who's capable of being a you know a leader of a team. It's contested just, shots that get me with CJ. Like it's I just he seems to make the ones that you just don't think he's going to make, and then he misses the ones you think he would make. Yeah, it's it's all the turnaround spins he does around the elbow. I mean, I'm, I'm never a fan of a I'm being flashed too, but it's just it's just great. Like they they are a great backcourt. We knew that last time. What the difference is this year is that some of the other guys have decided to turn up, and that is, has been one of my bugbears with the team for the past couple of years. Is that over fifty percent of the points are being generated by these two guys, and the minute that they faced stiffer competition, no one steps up. It'd be interesting to see what Nurkic does this offseason. He's he's up for a con- contract this summer. I'm not sure the Blazers can afford to keep him, and he's been hit and miss. He's going to have his work cut out for him in you know against AD. Who, if he played for a team which had a bigger media following, we'd be hearing so much AD MVP conversations because he's AD is just for for me in this series. He's he's hands down the best player. He's Absolutely fantastic. Uh, he's he stayed healthy, Touchwood, uh, this year, relatively, um, which is massive for him because that's his biggest weakness, if you will, is, is his, ability, his ability to stay on the floor. Uh, what he's done with this Pelicans team is, quite frankly, nothing short of remarkable. It is. He's, he's dragged a roster up from the depths. I mean, I know they were playing pretty well when DeMarcus Cousins was on the floor, but after he went down... Since then, Davis has led the league in scoring. He has 30.4 points a game. He's averaging 11.8 rebounds, 3.1 blocks, which is also the best in the league, and two steals. Like He's literally doing everything. And I think if he'd have been doing this since the start of the season, he would be the MVP. Um, the thing he's got against him is just the fact that James Harden's been doing it throughout the whole season. Um, you know, And the MVP wording and phrasing and how everyone defines it is 
needs clarification. Um, it needs to be clearer, like it is in other American sports. Um, but that's a conversation that we don't really want to get onto. But yeah, the, he would absolutely be in the MVP running. But I think he will probably have the best of the matchup against Anthony Davis. But I do agree against um, Nurkic. Sorry, but I do agree with you. I think he's the best player in this series. But unfortunately for the Pelicans, the better players and the majority of better players are on the Blazers. I think yep. this dynamic backcourt, Lillard is... This is Lillard time, man. We wait for the playoffs. Like We've been his number one fan. Like you know, He follows us on Twitter, which I still never believe. Um, shout out to Dame. Shout out to Dame. Um, since he hit that that shot against Houston, like the playoffs have been the thing that people just wait for, for Damian Lillard. And he's been constantly snubbed with all-star games and first teams. Uh, and now... It, it, this is his time. Like he needs to take advantage of the fact that the Blazers are the third seed and they've they've got the Pelicans in the first round. We'll see how far they can go this year. But I mean, he's averaging twenty six point games over the, the last two trips to the postseason. He's been phenomenal, and he just he's shown in the past he's not afraid of the big moment. I think CJ is taking on his mannerisms. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's why if you were to lose either one of them, you wouldn't necessarily see a huge change in the team because um, I think you can replace him or you can replace either one of them, but make your team better as a whole. So it'd be interesting to see what they end up doing in the summer, depending on how far they get in, in the playoffs. But they, they don't pass the ball a lot, which I guess is the biggest gripe I have against them. I mean, fewest assists of any team in the NBA this season. They just do not give the ball. They do not pass the ball around. And that, That's the won- drawback with ball-dominant guards when you've yeah. got two of them that, that lead your team. But I guess against the, the Pelicans, who are, you know, they're a pretty good defensive team. Drew Holiday is going to harass you. Rajon Rondo is certainly going to harass you. Like, they, they will get up in your face. And I think they'll slow it right down for the Blazers. And they could they could struggle. But basically, if this offense is clicking for the Blazers, then it's fine. But, I mean, where's the perimeter threat come from from the Pelicans? Can they keep up with the scoring? Probably not. They give up a hell of a lot of points. I think the Suns give up more. They're the only team in the NBA that give up more points than the Pelicans. Um, so that, the that, 21 that, win Suns. Yeah, that does not bode well <laughs> at all for for this team. But I've, I, I'm going to have the Blazers taking this series four one. See, my I believe I in AD. Going longer than that. <laughs> I, I have so much belief in AD um, that my notes earlier for this in my prediction section, I've written four three, and then I've written ah. Because I spent ages going, I don't know where this is going. I can see, I can see AD winning the series on Andy Davis game winning three, game on the line, yeah. game seven. AD time, AD um, time. <laughs> but uh, I, I think that I think four one. I think that's. I think AD's got a couple of games in him at least. I, the the key to this series for me is a lot of people are talking about how impressed they have been with Drew Holiday. And this is where we're going to see him, night after night, try and stop an elite scorer and also try and beat a much quicker guy. Yeah. And I I just... <clears throat> I mean, Dame's never been a, the greatest of defenders, but the, as a team, they've made a concerted improvement this season. Which was unexpected. And if, if, Drew, if, if Drew Holiday's not playing at the same level, then... The Pelicans are going to struggle because that's this that there's that's that's the Robin to AD's Batman. Miritich has been very good, um, unshackled from the Bulls. <laughs> surprise, they, surprise. <laughs> someone's been good away from the Bulls. <laughs> uh, you know, now he's not on a team where there's a threat that someone might break his face again with a punch. Yeah, uh, Bobby oh, dear. Portis. 
Um, oh, the Bulls. Yeah. How the mighty I, I can see this series going seven games. I, re- I, I it, it probably won't now I've said that. I just think this is going to be a, a, a sort of back and forth gritty series almost. Mm. And um, I, I, I think it's going to be one to watch. I like, I've I said like, all that now and it's going to be rubbish and people are going to call me a homer. I like the optimism. That's great. Um, right. We're going to move on to the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are the fourth seed. They won 48 games, and they will play the fifth-seeded Utah Jazz, who also won 48 games. Um, the season series was 3-1, therefore the Thunder finished above them. Um, so they have home court for this series. This is a weird one. This, I mean, both teams are really... They're, they're not quick teams. They're both in the bottom half of the league in terms of pace. Um, and, and this is going to be, and you'll appreciate it, probably a throwback series. Oh right, I'll appreciate it. You'll appreciate space. it because you're a bit you're older than me, and I've grown up with this whole pace and space. You know, Phoenix Suns ten seconds or less offense. <laughs> oh my god. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, no fair. Sorry, I didn't I mean like to hit you in the gonads. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to like this series because Stephen Adams is involved, and I have a ridiculous <laughs> love for Stephen Adams man which, crush. <laughs> yeah, like he he's just like Aquaman could play basketball. Uh, oh my I'm god, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm glad you got the reference I was making and didn't think I've never, it Yeah, I've never pictured that before. That's 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 brilliant. Yeah, he's definitely Jason Momoa's twin. There you go. I, I was going to make a Game of Thrones reference instead, but I thought I'd be a bit more uh, on the mark seeing as but, they've just had a film come out. But anyway, that's yeah. beside the point. A bit more they with just, the times. Even, yeah, just had a film come out. It was last year, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. On paper, it should be the Thunder, but I uh, this is this is where we're getting into it now. This is where I, I think we hit seven games. See, I I've changed my mind so much on this this series because I'd on the prediction I'd written, "Ooh, this one's tough." Four <laughs> two OKC in brackets. What am I doing? And the more I look at it, I'm like, this could go absolutely go either way. It could, yeah. It like it depends what what uh thunder team turns up entirely because if 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 mellow rediscovers something he had previously that has been missing all year and i don't think he's ever going to get back then then great absolute boost westbrook's gonna do his thing but whether he does that to the benefit of or the detriment of the team is another argument we could have entirely um <laughs> paul george is going to be a key for this team but he's been just, so up and down this year yeah this 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 team they're so difficult to to gauge because they are so inconsistent. Strangest team in the NBA this season, without doubt. I think the, the Oklahoma yeah. City Thunder, with the sheer star power they have, that's why you tend to veer towards them winning this series. Um, but I think the way the Jazz have been playing, certainly since the All Star break, um, I mean they've been one of the best teams in the NBA since the All-Star break. In the last 41 games, they've been number one in net rating, number one in defensive rating, number one in scoring margin. Um, they've got the second best record across that period of time. Like Since Rudy Gobert's come back in the lineup as well and the emergence of Donovan Mitchell, they've become a team that you just have to watch. And like this is another one. Like They, they are effectively one of the processes. Like They like the process, but they just didn't tank to do it. Um, they've built up and they obviously had the loss of Gordon Hayward in the summer. And they've recovered from that remarkably. It's It's been so impressive watching them play this season. And going up against the Thunder, you've got this, this you know, these old dogs. You've got, you've got, and he said quite Leonard then. You've got um, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Camilo Anthony going up against like the new young guns, you, you know. 
and I don't think we're going to get. I think this is the best series out of all the playoffs. I think this is going to be phenomenal to watch. It's it's going to be a little bit of a throwback because the pace is going to slow down a lot. You've got two really really good rebounding teams. They're both top ten. I think the Thunder are actually the best offensive rebounding team, and then you know the Jazz are the fourth best defensive rebounding team. So they 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 contrast each other in so many different places. They've both got a nice you know amount of depth. They can both shoot the ball quite well. I guess offensively, you'd be thinking that the Thunder could just turn it on. Um, but, I mean, what does Russell Westbrook do in this series? I mean, he averaged a triple-double for the season for the second time in a row, which is just crazy. I mean, that span dates back to January of 2016, which is just mind-boggling when you you think of that stat. But, like, you know, is he going to stop boxing out his own teammates, for example? <laughs> <laughs> so this is what... To, this, this, to me really sort of takes away from the triple double like and that, that the, the achievement of it so it, it, does, it is impressive it easy. but come on now the, the the rebounding side of things that that frustrates me um i think what what makes me sort of wary of the jazz is as great as donovan mitchell's been the pressure's going to turn up i don't i don't doubt that he can deal with the pressure but I just think it's going to be harder to perform at the same level, if that makes sense. And it's a lot to to throw on the shoulders of a of a young guy. Um, I, and that that to me is is where I'm sort of going with experience, I guess, over over what you know what the stats are saying in terms of how they've been since the playoffs. Which, by the way, it feels massively like deja vu. I'm, I'm sure for like the last three years. Yeah, they've done this. They did yeah, this last year. They turn well. it on for the for the like for the last bit of the season. They suddenly and and they're like the Miami Heat a, of the West. Yeah, and as I said on the uh, the Eastern Conference pod, which you should all go and check out, episode two four nine. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, Shameless. Yeah, the, I'm always a bit wary about streaks that happen in the last half of the season because that's when. Uh, a lot of teams aren't trying for anything, so yeah, or they're tanking. It's very, yeah, exactly. So this is where I'm struggling to understand exactly just how accurate all these first in the league in net rating, defensive rating, blah 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 yeah. blah actually translates into how good they are. I'm, I'm not entirely sure it'll translate into wins in the playoffs. Um, I think the fact that the Thunder have a three-one lead over them in the regular season series shows a lot about where this could go. I think come the playoffs, your stars become so important and the fact that the Oklahoma City Thunder have three of them. I don't care that they haven't gelled very well at all this season. They still have, you know, Russell Westbrook's what? Top five? Yeah. Top yeah, top, well, top, yeah. top ten at least. Definitely. And then Paul George is, is top 20. Um, and Camelo, well, I don't know where Camelo is. We'll see what happens in the playoffs. He just, it, I, I'm significantly lower. Yeah, the, the biggest <laughs> worry I have about them is I don't, I don't like offending Knicks fans. <laughs> Joking. Um, <laughs> um, the biggest thing I have against them is probably the, the fact that I don't know what their best lineup is, especially in crunch time. Their rotations are a, a little bit off. There's been games recently where Camelo Anthony's been out in the final seconds of games and. It's cost them. It made their playoff run in a little bit harder than it perhaps should have been. Um, but with Russell Westbrook averaging, you know, a triple-double a game and Paul George playing well defensively and then contributing the offense when he needs to, they could, they could cause some real damage in the playoffs. I think this is, would be the one team, actually, out of the Western Conference that could really surprise 
and upset a few people. I know they're terrible at passing the ball. They're 28th in assists. But I think come the playoffs when it'll slow down, that they're 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 just they're they're kind of almost built for for this sort of time. And they've won games against the big teams this year. Like they, you know, they've beaten the Rockets and they've beaten the Thunder, uh, the Warriors. Sorry. So I, I, I'm going to go with the Thunder as much as I hate saying that because I love this Utah Jazz team. But I mean, Donovan Mitchell tweeted earlier. On, on, sorry, he didn't tweet. He posted on his Instagram. Are you all ready? Um, it, yeah, we're ready. We're ready, Rook. Come out and show us what you're made of, but I'm not entirely sure this is your year yet. It's it's amazing to think that the the, the, the biggest sort of question mark over this Thunder team could be how much better would they be with Roberson still yeah. playing like, defensively. Um, Especially in a theoretical matchup with the Rockets because he's the second best player in the league at defending James Harden in the isolation behind Igadano, I think. Exactly, and it'll be interesting to see how their postseason success translates into who they manage to keep around next year. Um, but you mentioned three superstars for the uh, for the Thunder, of which I would put Adams above uh, uh, these okay, days. Okay. But I can I can stick with you know. You, okay, maybe, maybe uh, I should have said two. Is out there. Maybe I should have said um, two. But but similarly, who do you who do you think the Jazz's superstars are? Because I realise now you, you're going to snub Mighty Joe Ingles. <laughs> I don't snub any of the Aussies. Yeah, I think Dan, I, I, I think Danny X was the next Kobe Bryant. What are you on about? Um, uh, uh, superstars? God, that's the, uh, do, do they have they, one? Exactly, exactly. No, Rudy I'm, Gobert. I'm just joking. Yeah, go, go seven Bear. foot one, the Seifel Tower, the most Stifle dominating Tower. defensive presence. The French know. rejection. <laughs> the French rejection. They've got a great back, a great front court. Like they're, they're gonna, they're, they're gonna cause problems. I think Jay Crowder's been magnificent for them. Actually, they've come in and it's allowed them to play a little bit more small ball. And Quinn Snyder's really got the best out of him in that system. Um, yeah, I think it shows that how possibly poorly coached he was in Cleveland, or how poorly mismanaged that team was at the time. Um, yeah, I don't think that was just the only thing showing that. Well, well, no, there's <laughs> there's a lot going on there. But I, I, you know, it's it's proof again that Jay Crowder's actually a decent player when he's in the right system as he as he proved in um in Boston but Ricky Rubio's had a resurgence under this under this team and this organization this system it's been quite remarkable to watch but yeah this is like the Donovan Mitchell playoffs this could be like Dwayne Wade when he first entered the playoffs and we'll have to see how far he can carry them um yeah. I don't doubt him for one second but against you know three players who've been there and done that you know Russell Westbrook's been to the been to the finals. Paul George has been to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, Kamala, uh, Anthony's. So they lost in the first round in 2010. Quick stat they, check. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! How do we forget that? Because it was a, almost a decade ago. Western Conference Finals. They lost four two to your Lakers. Oh gosh, yeah. I, I, I was going to say I, that I had something in my head, but yeah, well, that was a that was a bloody while ago. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. I, I. 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 This. This series is the most interesting for me. It's the most intriguing. It's probably the one I'll be watching. Um, plus, basically, I just want to see Russell Westbrook boxing out his own teammates in the playoffs. That'd be hilarious. Um, it's going <laughs> I, six. Or, it's going six or seven, but I think the Thunder will take it. See, I, I don't make I, me pick I, one, I, or I'll hurt you. <laughs> see, see, this is what I was saying earlier. Because when I wrote in in the in the shared. Google Doc, we we put some of our notes in. Uh, like I said earlier, I wrote, oh, this one's tough, 4-2 OKC. I'd already re- deleted it once, 4-3 Utah. <laughs> and I just, I just, I can't, I can't call it. I, I think OKC will win it. 
I want the th- uh, the, the, the jazz. The jazz, yeah. I want Donovan Mitchell to stick his fingers up at the superstar and be like, eh, my league. <laughs> yeah, that that would be just a massive here I am sort of moment. They would. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm still I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with four two because I've I've said it. It's on record. But I I I would love for the Jazz to take this. Yeah, I'd love for the Jazz to take it as well. But I'm still sticking with the six or seven for the Thunder. Um, right, that's been the Western Conference preview. Overall, Mister Mike Miller, are you excited? I I'm very excited, but I'm also conflicted. Conflicted. <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited that it started. But as I said on the pod, was it last week or the week before? I am actually seething with rage because <laughs> you can't I won't watch be it. watching any of the Saturday because <laughs> I'm at a wedding. Um, I yeah I. I, I I am I'm I'm really tense at the minute and it's part excitement and part just anger and make me wanting to hulk up and smash everything in the room I'm in. But uh I will I will lie on the floor later, kick my legs in the air and scream like a child that I won't be able to, to watch the Has the, the um has the television schedule been released for games yet? Yeah. So the first matchup on Saturday, who's, what what time is that and who who is it? Oh, you're gonna you're gonna do this to me now, aren't you? I'm gonna um, do it to you. So, I think so, it would be like a Saturday. five o'clock game, I'd imagine. Uh, no, no, no. So this Saturday, the fourteenth at eight p.m. So eight p.m.—that's acceptable time when everyone's a little bit. It is, but I'm sure we've had like half five or six before. Yeah, no, we have the last past couple of years. So I remember watching a terrible Atlanta game. Was it last year or the year before? It might have been last year because they had the neon kits. Oh, thank God they're not here anymore. Yeah. So eight p.m. You have the San Antonio Spurs at the Golden State Warriors, which Ooh. is an incredibly early time for a Western Conference tip. Yeah, it that is. is all the way on the West. 10.30pm, you have the Washington Wizards at the Toronto Raptors. Hell yeah. 1am, we have the Miami Heat at the Philadelphia 76ers. That's going to be an interesting one. Stay up for that one. And then at 3.30am, if you are still up, if you're not still up, get up. (laughs) For for the Pelicans and the Blazers. No one's going to watch that series. No one's going to stay up at (laughs) half three in the morning in the UK. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. All right. Sunday. This is much more. Oh, you don't to do all of them, Crikey. We're no, we're in it now. <laughs> we got no. Come on, we, we're in. We're in it now. Sunday, six p.m. Bucks at Celtics. Eight thirty p.m. Pacers at Cavs. Eleven thirty p.m. Jazz at Thunder. And two a.m. Wolves at Rockets. I won't do any more. No, I was going to say you can check your own schedules. It's if you actually, if you Google now, just Google NBA, it comes up with the um, the UK times, which is which is a great thing. I never used to do that. Made life a lot easier. Um, anyway, all from the League Pass app. Yeah, we'll just use the League Pass app. Mine's mine's set in um, something. Some I, I don't know what time it's set in. It, it also thinks you're a Grizzlies fan. Which it does. Brilliant. That's really annoying. I'm, I'm glad you've mentioned that because I've always forgotten. Also, I'm so glad that the regular season's over because that stupid players only broadcast on Tuesday nights on NBA TV is finished, which is great because it was terrible. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't really watch the players only bit. I watched a couple of them, but. If you're going to have people commentating on the game, scrap the players off. Brent Barry's all right, keep him, but bring on some actual colour commentators who you know kind of know what they're talking about. Brent Barry. Not that I've got anything against the players, but it just turns into like a bunch of jokes and laughing and they're giggling at stuff that you can't see because you're not there. Do you, do you get frustrated? Since we're on this topic, do you get frustrated <laughs> with like uh, the other sort of commentary teams as well? Because I find like 
I hate the Thunder commentary ones, teams. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, but how you you mentioned me being a home well, not being a homer. How much of a homer are a team's commentary team? It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, the regional oh, well, that ones. was a foul. One well, clearly wasn't. You can see it on the replay. <laughs> yeah, regional teams are bad. Yeah. Apart from Toronto. I love the Toronto regional team. And the Lakers have got quite a nice one as well, but they spent a lot of money on it, so that's probably why. <laughs> typical LA. Yeah, typical LA. Anyway, the uh, the guide hopefully will be oh the guide, sorry, the previews will be available on doubleclutch.uk. As we said earlier, hopefully by the time this show is out and you've you finished listening to this, if you're watching the playoffs, please do tweet us on, on Twitter using hashtag MENUK. Um, we're still taking questions for the Corp show, which will be starting at some point over the next couple of weeks. Um, we've had some in already. We're just going to build up the archive, basically. So if you do have questions for us regarding the playoffs, the NBA season as a whole, the off-season that's coming up, um, do please send them in admin at doubleclutch.uk you can tweet us at doubleclutch.uk Facebook as always is uh, facebook.com forward slash doubleclutch.uk there's a lot of doubleclutch.uk here there's a similar theme going on um, but yeah and if you if you listen to the show and you enjoy us please do review us on iTunes or whatever platform it is you listen to if you don't know already we've finally got uploaded to Spotify which is pretty cool because it means you can just stream us without having to download anything which is a bonus um, so please go and check that out I've been Matthew Wellington he's been Mike Miller please enjoy the playoffs and we'll catch you are we going on Monday hopefully Monday or, no Tuesday it'll be a Tuesday release but maybe a Monday record we'll, we'll work that out later anyway let's go for it let's do it let's, let's do it now, let's then. commit now to the NBA <laughs> playoffs record. right we're excited enjoy the games guys and we'll catch you next week